I'd like to begin by welcoming everybody, our return friends and holistically speaking family and those of you who are first timers. Make sure that you have subscribed. Make sure that you share this. I always say on the audio podcast, grab your wellness tea, a friend, share and subscribe because we get into good information that affects your mind, body, soul, and spirit. It has to. Otherwise, we're not living well and we're not living whole. That's what it is all about is making sure all of me is well my well-being, which is what I really am um, appreciating more now, not just the term wellness because it's become so broad. It's a very broad stroke, but well-being causes me to look internally. It's, It's my actual being. What's happening with me that is allowing me to be well or what's hindering me that's not allowing me to be well. So again, you're well woman. Listen, we're talking about a black woman's menopause, when black women's menopause. Um, <clears throat> in connecting with each of you, uh, uh, it is always my endeavor to make sure that I'm sharing information and giving you researched and proven um, intelligent and intellectual information that will help you in every area of your aging well, drinking well, thinking well, living well loving well, all of those things, something that we cannot ignore, uh, as my film Black Bodies definitely highlights, is the difference in health and well-being when it comes to the Black person, namely the Black woman. And so that's really um, my inspiration behind this uh, episode. In this episode, I'm going to give you a lot of information and answer some questions for you and hopefully help you to We'll saw a little bit. Exhale so that you can feel seen and you can feel heard. So we're talking about a black woman's menopause and how it is different. Something else that I want to return to in these episodes is our moment of stillness and silence because sometimes you don't even realize when you've not had it. As you can hear me, I am still recovering my voice. I feel good, all is well, but my voice is still coming back. So if she feels or she sounds a little raspy, then um, that's the reason why. Um, Also, if you're catching this live or before the event has happened, my first annual wellness we treat is coming August the 5th. We treat, we are, black women are coming together to retreat, to restore, to rest, and to remedy. And I I pinned an affectionate term that I created and it has been registered called wellness. It's black women doing wellness our way. Returning to the original aspect of what wellness is all about. Listen, even I have had to make a major turn and pivot within my career and even in my personal uh, involvement and personal behavior as it, as it relates to health and wellness or said health and wellness because um, a lot of the misconceptions, a lot of the teachings, even academically another conversation for another time. I have podcasts on it. You're more than welcome to check them out. But to keep this episode under 30 minutes, which is what I try to do with the audio, keep it in a timely fashion. I created wellness, 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 wellness. And it, it allows us to have a space where we can understand holistically and medically 
who we are and how to approach our lives and living well and how to approach your doctor's appointments and how to approach different emergencies and different things that are going on in your life. So this episode right here, right here is a prime example of a wellness moment. So at the point of this episode, I encourage you and invite you to register for the We Treat. It is one like no other. And I know that is a commonly used term, but I was praying and just really asking the Holy Spirit to lead me as it relates to making uh, making an event significant. I don't want to have a prototype or a replica, a replication or a duplicate of anything, especially in this space. Things become very humdrum. I wanted something very unique and different. I guarantee you that it will be. You can go to the website. It's in the show notes. We treat 2023 and uh, go and register. It's a half day retreat. It's extremely affordable. We're now ready to approach the conversation. When we think about menopause, I want to make sure that you understand exactly what it is. And listen, I've been doing this work for a long time, so I di- I'm just adding two notebooks. These and so many more that are, I got a whole bunch. I've been in this field for about 13 and a half years now, a lot of information to share. And so this uh, in this area, because I have entered into the pauses as well. I call them the pause, call them the pause. We're pausing for the cause. And um, I want to make sure, number one, that we actually understand what menopause is. So technically, uh, <clears throat> a woman enters menopause when she has reached about 50 or 51. Let me also say that menopause is the three stages, Okay we do kind of categorize menopause, but it is a conglomeration of symptoms and changes metabolically, hormonally, hormonally, and chemically that are happening between a wide average range of 40 plus. Of course, there are always exceptions to the rules, uh, to the rule where a woman may enter that area uh, or that rite of passage in her life earlier, diagnosis, uh, surgical, those are general, those are uh, exception to the rules where a woman may enter her perimenopause or go straight, ch- look, pass, go, collect the $200 and go straight to menopause, okay? So the average age for menopause is about 50 or 51 clinically, and then perimenopause is about 40 or 44. Remember that that is generalization. Let me also stop and say this, boop, my disclaimer. <laughs> personal experience, my education, my training, and even sharing some things with you uh, per conversation with peers and clients as well. So this is not meant to treat, cure, or to advise you medically. I always advise you to assemble your health team, have them feel comfortable with them, dialogue with them, have a very good, healthy relationship with them. That's the disclaimer for this episode. All right, moving on. Here are some things that I want you to know. This is the wellness tea about the menopause. Black women, three times more likely to have early or also known as premature menopause before the age of 40. Again, surgically or by disease. 
Also, menopause symptoms can trigger many domino effects for black women. There are many reasons why we have a different experience when it comes to menopause. One of the reasons is, number one, just the social and societal weight that we bear uh, daily, whether it's your job, whether it's your home, whether it's culture, whether it's environment, uh, the level of stress. We are working daily now in this enlightened age to shed the idea and the cape of the superhero syndrome. We are trying to fight to rest. We are getting our minds in good health. We are trying to get our bodies in good health. So in this age of awakening and enlightenment, we're really trying to manage stress. However, there are times in life where you go through a crisis or you experience trauma or something um, life-changing, life-defining moment happens and stress is very hard to regulate. Stress can be good because it is a hormone that can press and push and initiate, encourage us to do some things and to bloom and to become the way that we were designed to go and what we were designed to become. But there's also a fine line. We walk that tight rope and when it goes too far to the left, then that good stress hormone can turn into something a lot more frustrating and physically crippling. And it will it will have that domino effect that I just talked about. Your cortisol levels, uh, lack of sleep. It will affect, listen, many, many areas in your life. Um, adjusting to career demands. These are some reasons why we why the menopause symptoms hit us in the way that they do. Uh, our life demands, our home demands, our career demands. Those of you who are in various industries, I know that you have either experienced or seen, observed an, an issue or a situation um, where the treatment was was not equitable, where the pay was not equitable. Um, where the requirements, the expectations, and even the criteria were not equitable. And you really, what you find yourself doing is trying to maneuver and navigate through those things. Nevertheless, because we are, what do I always say, an ecosystem. One part of me does not work and cannot work, my stomach, cannot work without the other. I was uh, holding, I was touching various parts of my body for those of you who are listening, mind, body, soul, spirit. Sometimes women don't know how to articulate what they're feeling. Here's another reason why menopause is different for black women. Sometimes we don't know how to articulate. You may not know what to say. And because some symptoms overlap with others, your doctor may not catch that this is what you're going through. It is also because of the the systemic racism that is in the healthcare system from the 1800s we discover this idea that women, black women can handle a lot, that we can bear a lot. Well, we've done it to ourselves for one, but there is also this expectation. So we're trying to shed it. The healthcare system may not be. There is a difference even in the training. I've talked to many of my physician uh, friends. There's a difference even in, in their medical training. And with the female physicians or with those who are, are in clinicals, the nurses who are in clinicals, um, there is a big issue surrounding maternity and whether or not they can stick with the program. I'm, when it comes to, number one, the woman, secondly, the black woman, there are a lot of challenges. So now you're in your rite of passage. 
and pile all of that stuff on top of what you're already dealing with on a regular basis, personally, domestically, professionally. So we deal with a lot. And so sometimes because you don't, you may not know how to articulate what's going on, it may fall through the cracks or the doctor may brush it off or consider it as something else. Now, if you know anything about the te- my teaching, my platforms, and especially the mission of Black Bodies. It is about advocacy. It's about education. It's about speaking up. It's about building relationship with your team. And it is also about having two teams, your conventional team. Yes, you need them. Your holistic, functional, naturopathic team. Yes, you need those nutritionists, dietitians, but all of them and specialists, all of them need to understand you because for us, healthcare is not general, it's personal, personal care. All right, I want to move on. So there are a lot of symptoms that we experience throughout this menopause. Remember, there are three. How about some women? Mm, who are you? Some women don't experience any symptoms. I say we cattle herd those women sit them down, put them in a really, really hot room and make them feel what a hot flash is like. What do you think? (laughs) It is what it is. If that's you, God bless you. Um, But more than 70% of black women will definitely experience menopausal symptoms. So when you hear me say the word menopause today, understand that that's three sets within that definition. Menopause is uh, involves three stages, peri, meno, and post. What is the definition of menopause? Clinically, when a woman has gone without a period for 12 consecutive months. Now, that can be tricky, but that is the clinical definition. Why is it tricky? Because we are learning that some women are becoming pregnant in their menopausal years. I hear you. I feel, uh-uh. I feel the darts. Mm-mm. Don't rebuke me. I'm just the messenger. I am just the messenger. So let's go through some of these symptoms. There are over 22 symptoms. I'm going to list as many of them as I can. Uh, I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hand per symptom experience because you would probably continue to lift your hand. Here they are, sisters. Listen. So here are a few. Period changes, irregular periods, heavy periods, shorter periods, longer periods, periods coming closer together within uh, a monthly cycle, anxiety, chronic stress and worry, (laughs) mood swings. So now you can officially put it on menopause. PBS special, the more you know. Mood swings, changes in your skin. So your skin can become dry. You can experience adult acne. You're, um, maybe there's a starting to become, uh, starting to be a loss of collagen. So you see the change in your elasticity. Insomnia, you can't go to sleep or you can't stay asleep or you find yourself waking up every night. I'm waking up at 3 a.m. What is going on? Insomnia or difficulty staying asleep. I'm trying. Y'all see me fiddling with this little braid back here. Sexual discomfort. So uh, sex has become painful. There's a lot of what they call vaginal atrophy and vaginal dryness. Loss of sexual appetite. You just ain't feeling it. You don't want it. You're good if you have it. It's whatever. 
that can happen. Not feeling like yourself. This is a big one. This is the one that I don't want you to ignore. Pause for the cause. You're not feeling like yourself. Here is your moment of validation. You are not crazy. You know yourself. You know your body. I said this in the film. I think I opened up the film saying that. You know yourself. You know your body. You know when something is not right. Listen to it. And find you a provider. Be adamant until you get a provider that listens to you and says, okay, let's look at this. Or if you've got a therapist, a lot of people have therapists and counselors now. I have one. I love her much. Appreciate her much. If you come to Wellness We Treat, you're going to meet her. Um, you can talk to your therapist or your, your mental health specialist when you're not feeling like yourself. Because here's something that we have discovered mentally. Now, whereas there was once upon a time where suicidal ideation was big within the teen millennial culture, now the, the rates have spiked between the ages of 45 and 55, and it is because of the chemical changes that are happening during the pause. And so, yes, it can be disregarded, dismissed, blown off. You know, you do whatever you need to do to keep moving and keep pushing and, you know, or you result to resort to unhealthy coping mechanisms. So this one, I don't want to just breeze through. Not feeling like yourself is a real legitimate symptom. The hot flashes and cold sweats. Here's the thing, y'all. The cycles of life, the rites of passages are not going to miss anybody. I don't care who you're watching, who you're following, who you love, who you idolize, who's your favorite this and that. It doesn't miss any of us. The more armed we are, the better we can prepare and be a support to one another. So hot flashes and cold sweats. And then hair thinning. That's a big one. All right. Oh, mm, thought, thought I was done. I'm not done. Fatigue. Lest I forget fatigue, lack of energy. This is important because you hear some of these symptoms that sound very familiar with other things. I definitely have to watch the fatigue and the tiredness. PCOS, anemia, where's my hemoglobin, my thyroid, those kind of things. Learn this body. Learn your body. Memory loss and brain fog. Don't fear. It's not amnesia. It's not Alzheimer's. It's not dementia. Again, chemical changes. I'm going to go into that in a minute. These things are happening and causing you to be like, now what did I come in here for? What did I? What? I know I just. Them pauses. Mm. Uh, weight gain. Headaches. Vertigo. Dizziness. Frequent urination, joint pain, bloating, digestive enzymes. And the church said, amen. Those are just a few. I don't know how many of those there that I just mentioned, but those are, are within the scope of symptoms. What causes symptoms? Let's get into that for a few minutes. Well, number one, there is a decline in your estrogen, which is your sex hormones. I want us to learn that the term sex, the, learn se the, the term sex hormone, the terms reproductive health go much bigger than sexual activity. 
You got a lot of organs and components that are responsible for growth and development, not just in childhood, not just in puberty, but also in your grown womanness. So those sex hormones are declining. Those sex hormones are responsible for growth and development. Once upon a time, uh, responsible for the growth and development of your breast. Um, though that that uh, hormone begins to decline. And overall, all of your hormones are lowering. So that affects your total body. It's not just body. It is your body and your brain. It's from brain to body, which is why uh, one of the symptoms is the brain fog. Um, think back to all of those symptoms. Think, think back to what you're dealing with and then think about the culprit or the change rather, because we don't want to crucify them. They're doing what they do. <clears throat> and we got to relearn. We've got to learn things new. We've got to learn about what uh, these new functions and behaviors of hormones. But those symptoms are as a result of hormones are shifting. They're modulating and remodulating. They're lowering. They're spiking. They're going through all of these different cycles that we go through throughout the month. Because we have four cycles within a monthly period of living. So where do we differ? It's not just us. It's also our Latina sisters who go through an extreme difference within their menopause as well. So any of my Latina sisters that may be listening, this information is for you as well. Well, as I already mentioned before, number one, I'll break them down in bullet point, the healthcare experience. Because we're known to weather the storm, because historically in the 1800s, Dr. Marion Sims began to explore with the, with the black female slaves to, to perfect his techniques and his methodologies and to learn about the anatomy and the reproductive health system and all of that. It started there. The ideology started that, listen, this is age old. That's why it is systemic. Think about some of your experiences of dismission, neglect, maybe rudeness, all those kind of things is systemic. It may even cause you to not want to share certain things because you don't feel seen or heard. Secondly, because we are even looking at the way that we're built, right? The whole brick house fanfare and salute and anthem. We are built to last, so to speak. Was that for tough or one of those trucks? We're looked at as being built to last. We even think of ourselves like that, that we are built to last. So that's another reason why we experience a major difference. Then, number two, there are socioeconomical factors. This is true. The lack of access, the lack of resources. In this country, everything centers and evolves and revolves around insurance. Now, you may not have it. You may have it. And if you do have it, You've got to determine what type you have, who's going to take it, what does it cover versus what you've got to come out of pocket. And the sad detrimental part about that is all of those steps have to be attended to first before your care is even looked at or considered. That's another thing. Uh, just like food deserts and food disparities, we have the same thing uh, in terms of access and resources. And sometimes it's outdated. How updated and how qualified is the information that you're looking at and considering? Moving on. Number three, pre-existing issues that we deal with. We deal with a lot of pre-existing issues, ladies. So, you know, I've heard menopause within the black space now because thankfully a lot of um, peeling this label off my 
um, bottle since they're not a sponsor. <laughs> a lot of the information that we have is based on where it comes from. It's based on who provides it um, because you don't know what you don't know. And what I was saying, I've heard the theme, I think it's a theme, not your, this is not your mother's menopause. So we've got a lot of menopause advocates now in the black space, and I love to see it. Um, another reason that, uh, okay, so let me deal with this first. One thing at a time, Shan. Um, some of us didn't have the kind of conversations that we needed to have. Some of you may not have had mothers that shared with you what they were going through, if they knew what it was, let alone the elders and the grandmothers and the great grandmothers and the women in the neighborhood and the women at the church and all of that. Sometimes they just they didn't they didn't have conversation. They didn't talk about it and they didn't know. Um, I find myself now living as I am living in a life without my mother Thinking back on all of the conversations, I have to say, and I'm thankful to God that I had a mother that was extremely um, open and transparent about her life, about her reproductive health, about health, about the things that she went through and experienced. So whereas I long for and grieve her not being here to share in my new pause experience with me and we can have girl talk about it. I do reach back and think about the things that she shared that helps me with my medical records, knowing my uh, medical history on the maternal side, um, gives me a sense of care and love. And if that has not been your experience, my heart to you, because these things matter. If you have your mothers, if you have the elders in your family, have the talk, have the conversation. And because there are they are of other generations that may not have expressed be easy with them. You find ways to navigate conversation. Try not to make them adjust to you. Adjust to them so that they can share with you. Or maybe as they talk and they don't know what the definition or the description or prescription or diagnosis of those things are, you can start to piece it, put it together. Listen, record it. Um, video it. Start putting together your own log. Do those things because those are generational blessings as well. And we don't have to work so hard to remove generational trauma, generational curses. If you've got the opportunity now to access that information, do that. So I'm on number three, pre-existing issues like high blood pressure, diabetes, the genetic issues, the issues that our mothers had, grandmothers and so on that they didn't know and, and maybe not uh, didn't have the fortitude or, or just the understanding to articulate that to us. And then another big one is environmental. It matters. Your environment matters. Sometimes you're not able to do anything about your environment, but the constant exposure to an area, to a particular issue, whether it's allergy-based or whether it's um, a xenoestrogen, meaning that it's a fake, mimicking, fraudulent estrogen that gets into our bodies and tries to mimic real estrogen and starts to do, cause drama and mayhem inside. That can be environmental as well. All right. So because of all these things, deep breath, see law, because of these things, there are a few things, ladies, that we need to look at and we need to watch for. You want to watch your waist circumference. So because the changes, listen, I have experienced it too, baby. Body fears is body fears. 
because um, she's overcome a lot in life. But Body Fierce has experienced that waist expansion. Okay. And it's not always because you're not doing the right things, because this is actually a season where you're going to be a lot more strategic. And it's not the go hard or go home season of life that is going to require a lot from those of you who are used to going hard to make improvement and who have been in that that environment and that culture and that ideology from your upbringing to present day. That this is a different type of strategy to get your health in check. But we want to watch our waist circumference because of these issues with our bodies. And I'm not done with sharing some others with you. When you get tests done, your triglycerides are going to be important. Your HDL is going to be important. Your fasting glucose is going to be important. Take this information down, write it, repeat, replay this episode so that when you have your conversations with your health team, you can have these discussions. When I went in for my physical a few weeks, I informed my, uh, excuse me, my doctor that I was in my uh, perimenopause phase. I want that logged in my chart. For all of my doctors and all of my specialists, my whole team, so that when I come in, that's something that can be considered and looked at moving forward. Why? Because it matters. Think about everything I just shared already. Think about all the symptoms. Think about the hormonal changes, the chemical changes. Think about all those things. That is a, That affects your entire being. So yes, menopause can complicate pre-existing things. That's another thing that causes us to stand out. All right. So you've got, you want to look at your visceral, I'm sorry, I haven't gotten there yet. You want to look at your, um, your waist circumference. It's not just about being snatched anymore. You know, we can use vanity as an in, as a, uh, impulse or as, uh, our inspiration. But after a while, your waist does need to be in a certain circumference and it is because of metabolic health, your metabolic health being in good condition. Outside of that, we really want to watch for um, your body fat, also known as adipose tissue. That can be from genetics, from lifestyle, or from a fatty liver. Um, your body fat, I would, when I was training, I would always do body fat compositions on my clients so they would know what their body fat was in every stage. Uh, as compared to their lean muscle, because we need more muscle as we get older, which side note is one reason why weight training is important. Not because you're trying to be, you know, the next bodybuilder 2050, uh, but because your muscle serves a lot of health benefits. It's not just about the physical structure. Um, outside of adipose tissue, body fat, the big critical one, is your visceral fat. This is the fat that you cannot see. No one can look at you, excuse me, look at you and see your visceral fat. It is the hidden fat. This is the fat that wraps itself around our organs, our liver, and our intestines. And it is, it can become a critical aspect to the quality of our life and our lives in general. I'll do a side episode on that because I'm watching my time and I am going over. Um, so I'll reclaim that time on another episode. But I believe that this is important and I know that you are gleaning from it. And for that, I do appreciate it. Hey, hey, thank you for watching. Uh, you're catching live. So here are some therapies that I want you to want you to discuss 
with your with your providers. Um, there are some things that we can consider hormone replacement therapy. Um, before I go there, another reason why I was really inspired to do this is because I was getting fed up with hearing my counterpart colleagues talk about aspects of menopause that just were not our story. I've even heard one talk about how estrogen dominance is not a thing. And I'm like, that devil is a lie. That ain't wellness. No, estrogen dominance is a big thing with us. And I'm going to go into it in a minute. Um, so when it comes to therapies, it's majorly important that number one, you've got providers that already know your stuff. They know all your business accurately. You're articulating with them. They're sharing with you. Y'all got a good vibe and, and dialogue going. You want to talk to them about HRT, um, bioidentical hormones, progestin, progesterone, estrogen therapy. Talk to them about those things to determine whether it is something that you need. Why? Because there is already a natural decline in many and most of uh, the hormone levels that we are dealing with. And so... So another side note here, because I do proudly take, you know, detours is, is that, um, you just got to be mindful of who you're listening to and who you're watching and who you're following. There's a lot of good information out there, but there's some of it is not wellness information. Some of it is not information that you can apply as a black woman or even Latina sisters that you can apply. And so you have to be careful with that. Wellness will be will be um, providing that platform as well as information that's already on the holistically well um, website, because the reality is that we need it. We're wonderfully and beautifully made, um, but we are um, an, uh, uh, an organism, a beautiful organism that has to be understood and the time to understand us have to be has to be there, which is why it's important that you understand you. Uh, there are some holistic and functional therapies. I say that you've got to know them. You've got to understand the criteria. You've got to understand the profiles because just because it's natural doesn't mean that it's something that you're supposed to take. If you've got certain medications, certain disease and disorders, if you have had certain types of procedures in the past, then there are going to be some natural modalities that you may not need to utilize. I'll do a separate episode for that as well. Um, my last note as to why we differ and where we differ, I've already said it. And that fourth one is the estrogen dominance. It's, it's real. And I get frustrated when um, I hear that minimized because you're not telling me something that's my story. And then, listen, this is a pet peeve of mine. It may not be yours and it may not be you. And it's not for everybody because there are good people in every area, every culture, every industry, every profession, every career, blah, 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 blah. They're great people. But I do, as a black woman who is curvy and has body, yaddy, yaddy, get concerned when I see a small person telling me about challenges or said challenges when it comes to the pauses, when it comes to aging and aging well. You don't know my story. You can't identify. We don't even look alike. So if you're a size two and you're going through these changes and you may elevate to a four as compared to a sister who's already a 16, and she gets into these menopausal, these pausal cha changes and challenges, and she's in an 18 or 20. Next thing she knows. I've also seen this. Our sisters who have businesses that celebrate curvaceousness, 
but hit a certain phase of life and they're not aware of this information or what to do and you got to change your brand or your wording or all of those different things, all of those different reasons. So estrogen dominance, we are, we are contrary to what many believe. Estrogen dominance is the underlying cause of a lot of hormonal imbalance. It also creates a big headache for progesterone and estrogen. So we got progesterone and we got estrogen that are already declining and shifting and fluctuating monthly. And then here comes estrogen dominance doing her thing and giving them a headache, giving them Hades, giving them hell. A few signs of estrogen dominance can be heavy periods with a lot of clotting, fibroids, all of those different reproductive um, disorders that we experience, weight gain, your mood swings, tender breasts. It's not just about PMS, but tender breasts can also be a sign of estrogen dominance. Um, estrogen messages growth to the body. So sometimes consequently and unknowingly, you can be feeding these issues and not knowing it. This is another reason why we've got to have our lifestyle in check. The visceral fat, the predisposition, the genetic issues, uh, being prone to strokes, high blood pressure, diabetes, blood uh, 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 insulin resistance, which is already natural when you go into the pauses, whether you've got diabetes or not. Insulin resistance is already going to be a part of that journey. And then here comes the estrogen sisters, E1, E2, E3, and even a, even a bonus, E4. Estron, estradiol, estriol, and esterol. Here they come. And we are dominant <laughs> mainly in, um, in estradiol. She's the one that runs the show. She's responsible for a lot of the reproductive function. I'll spend more details time in this in another episode because, again, y'all know I try to be mindful. This was already a lot. Another thing that I want to bring up is there's that's also a reason why women after a certain age will start to experience not your symptoms of the pauses, but because of the dominance in certain hormones, these estrogens, we will experience a a change in our memory that will eventually become Alzheimer's, dementia, or sundowners. So we want to talk about that. Deep breath. A lot was shared. This is important and this is necessary. It's qualifiable. It validates that you are different, that you need to be heard, and... Um, that you deserve a healthy and a wholesome and an enjoyable rite of passage. I'm going to stop right there, my friends. This has been your well woman, practitioner Lashanna Moore. Connect on this platform, Well Life TV, as well as Holistically Speaking Podcast, the website holisticallywell.co, and now the We Treat 2023, reminding you to be well and to be whole until the next time.